welcome to the Mom Life Simple Nutrition Podcast. This podcast is all about helping you to end the overwhelm of the weight loss industry. I'm Laura, a registered dietitian and mom. I'm super passionate about coaching moms to lose weight for good. I'll be your coach, helping you to keep it simple so you can lose weight, keep it off, and be your best you. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Mom Life Simple Nutrition. This week I'm going to give you all of my opinions on dietitians, nutritionists, coaches, and the weight loss world. It's a really loud and crowded space out there, so let me help you create some clarity around all of it. Let's get started. I often talk about how I am a registered dietitian, and I actually just got off the phone with a client who I'm going to start seeing, and she was asking me, what is the difference? Like, are you a dietitian? Are you a nutritionist? What's the deal? And there is a difference, and so let me just take a minute or two to let you know what the difference is so that you can make a good decision when you are choosing who you want to work with or who you are going to consume your nutrition information from. The first thing that you should always do when you are looking at someone's, let's say, social media media, their website, you're listening to their podcast like me, you're talking to them, whatever it might be, you probably want to ask them, are you a dietitian? Are you a nutritionist? What is your title? And in Canada, being a registered dietitian is considered a protected title. And what that means is it's similar to being a physician or a registered nurse, a registered physiotherapist. These are all protected titles. And what that means is basically you have to have completed a certain things, which I'll go into a little bit. And the government regulates and protects those titles. And not anybody can call themselves a registered dietitian. You have to meet certain standards. Like, who cares though, really? Like, why do you care if someone's a registered dietitian versus someone who is a nutritionist? Well, there's a couple of reasons. So what I'll say as I start off is that it's not that I'm saying that other people who work in nutrition cannot provide great advice. I follow nutritionists. I've spoken with other people who work in the nutrition and weight loss world who are not dietitians, who call themselves nutritionists, and they do have loads of great advice and information. But on the flip side of that, literally anyone can call themselves a nutritionist. And this includes your neighbor down the street who is selling you a 30-day cleanse, your bestie from high school who found you on Facebook and is trying to recruit you. It includes your Aunt Barb who told you last weekend that sugar is death. Literally any one of these people could say, oh, well, I'm a nutritionist. And so that's why I'm telling you this information. So nutritionist is not a protected title. Anybody can plunk that behind their name and call themselves a nutritionist. To go into a little bit more about what it means to become a dietitian, to be able to say that you're a registered dietitian, write that behind your name, have that as a protected title as a part of what you do for your work, etc. Let me just go through a little bit of what you have to do in order to become a dietitian, just to like make it make a little bit more sense to you. You have to get a provincially regu- regulated and accredited undergraduate degree. So I went to Western twice 
But my second degree is in nutrition and dietetics, which is an accredited program for becoming a dietitian. Then once you have finished that program, you need to apply and be accepted into a comprehensive internship program all of which are accredited programs. Most of them are run through hospitals. It's changing a little bit now. There are much more of them are becoming like officials master's programs. I would consider all internship programs a level of training that is an equivalent to a master's program without like having to write a thesis or anything like that. Um, it's an intensive comprehensive internship for at least a year. You get training in all different areas. You have to complete a certain number of hours. You have to like write tests, do all these kinds of things. So it's quite intense training and you have to be accepted. It's quite competitive. It's actually the main bottleneck in order to become a dietitian because there aren't, there's more applicants than there are spots in order to get an internship. So you have to do the internship, you have to complete that training, then you have to write an exam. Once you're done your internship, you have to write an entrance exam, um, pass the exam. So all the dietitians in Canada write the exact same exam, all the dietitians in the States write the same exam. You have to pass the exam in order to become a registered dietitian. Once that is done, you pass the exam, you register with the college that you, uh, the province that you're living in. So I live in Ontario, I'm registered with the college College of Dietitians of Ontario. So you have to re-register every single year. You pay fees to them. I have to have liability insurance. I have to every single year do like a standard of, you know, um, a standard set of like questions and answers for my profession and my practice. There's um, quality assurance. So I've actually already been a uh, like randomly selected to complete a quality assurance. I did it a couple of years ago. I had to get like questionnaires and feedback from all a bunch of my clients. Um, I had to go through like an interview and do all of that. So there's quality assurance that we are subjected to randomly. And then there is a jurisprudence knowledge um, assessment that we have to take every five years, which is basically just like a test to make sure that like we're staying up to date with the most common information etc, etc. The last thing is that if I if I cause harm or what you would consider harmful, then you can report me to my college. And this is why I have liability insurance, because like, let's say you reported me to my college and, you know, it goes to the courts, whatever. If you believe I've caused you harm, then I have this insurance to um, support me in that situation. If a nutritionist gives you really terrible advice and you feel that they have caused you harm or a family member harm, then there's no recourse. There's no one to report them to. There's no college. There's no ethical standard that they have to hold themselves to. So other than like literally writing them a bad Google review, there's nothing that you could do to stop that person from continuing to provide harmful advice to other people. So there's recourse. You can't just do everything you want and say anything you want about nutrition and food. So let me make it super simple for you. If you think about it this way, you wouldn't ask your neighbor who just like happens to like reading medical magazines to provide you with medical advice. You'd probably ask a doctor. So the same thinking should be applied to nutrition. So you wouldn't just ask your random neighbor in, like, you know, how to help you lose weight. You would ask someone who has training and knowledge in that area. The last thing that I will say on this topic is you're probably wondering, well, Laura, like what about registered holistic nutritionists? What about certified nutritional practitioners? All those different people. 
they sound similar, <laughs> don't they? Sounds really like legit, like a registered holistic nutritionist, certified nutritional practitioner. They're not the same thing. They're not regulated by the province or the country. Their programs vary in length and rigor and what they have to do to become certified. I'm air quoting that. We're on a podcast. You can't see me. You're really rolling the dice when you work with someone like that in terms of the quality of information you're going to get, and any recourse that is going to happen from the information that they provide you. Please also don't send me hate mail about this. I will just say again, I think there's lots of people that can provide great information, but I also think there's lots of people who can't provide great information and advice, and no one is holding them accountable to doing that poor, poor disservice to you. And a bonus with a dietitian is we're often covered by private healthcare insurance so that you can claim your sessions with me through your healthcare insurance. And other practitioners do not have that as a bonus. So there's that to think about as well. So you want to ask them, what are their credentials? Where school did they go to? Are they registered anywhere? What are they promoting? Is it what's worked for them? Is it what research supports? Just because like you've lost weight or you've taken a supplement or whatever and it helps you doesn't make you qualified to give it advice. So a lot of people will like cherry pick their data in terms of like research studies like, oh, well, this study showed this. Meanwhile, there's like 15 other studies that show that that study is wrong, but they're not going to tell you that. And the last thing that I absolutely hate, hate, hate is when people take testimonials and treat it as though it's research and it's not the same. So it's essentially saying like, oh, I started to drink this green tea and I lost five pounds. And then I told my mom to drink the green tea and she also lost five pounds. And my best friend drank the green tea and she lost five pounds. And so this green tea will help you lose weight. Like that's not research. That's just testimonials. Maybe you like also stopped eating carbs at the same time you drank the green tea and it's not the green tea that's helping you lose the weight. It's just like being aware, like why are these people giving this advice? Are they only talking about what they did for themselves and then trying to get you to follow what they're doing? Just being mindful of that. And then like the last, last thing that I will kind of like rant about on this topic is that if there is anything else at all that seems too good to be true. This thing promises you fat loss. It promises that it's going to boost your metabolism quickly, that it's a quick fix. It is not real. If this thing was real and existed and worked, nobody would be needing to lose weight because everyone would be just taking this product or eating that certain food. And that person who discovered that thing would be like living on their Caribbean island because they'd be a freaking billionaire because they solved the problem of gaining weight and struggling to take it back off again. So that's just like really good marketing. There's no, I mean, there are quick fixes. They do work, but all that's going to happen is that you are going to regain whatever weight you lost, or you're going to drop a lot of money on a supplement that's literally going to do nothing for you other than make you have expensive pee. So just keep that in mind when you're, you know, consuming this information as well. Of course, like I will always answer any of your questions. If you find a product and you want to ask me about it, then shoot me a message and ask me. I'm happy to, to kind of help you navigate those situations. Okay. I'm done ranting for today's episode. I hope you understand a little bit about the difference between dietitians and nutritionists and how you can be a savvy consumer when you are trying to make your choices about health, wellness, and losing weight.
If you have a friend who you think would benefit from hearing me rant about the difference between dietitians, nutritionists, and nutrition information in general, then please go ahead and share this episode with them. If you want three simple steps that you must do in order to lose weight and keep it off, then you should get signed up for my free weight loss mini course. You're going to get three quick videos delivered straight to your inbox. You get a workbook for your quick action items at the end of each day. It's going to teach you how to create that foundation that's going to set you up for success past week two of trying to lose that weight. All right, that's it for today. Oh, you can grab the course. Duh, tell them where you can get it, Laura. You can grab the course on my show notes, which is at lauravamander.com slash podcast. This is episode 53. It's linked in my TikTok. It's linked in my Instagram. It's on my website. It is everywhere. You can't miss it. Okay, officially, that's it for today. Bye for now, mama.